Lord Jesus, you are our good shepherd. Send your Holy Spirit to show us what that not just means today, but continually form us into people that would trust you. Because you are a good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. In John, Jesus makes these seven great I am statements. And if you look at any of them, you have to deal with Jesus. What do I mean by that? You can't just walk away and say, he was a good teacher in his time, uh, take the good moral lessons, and, you know, that's it. If you're going to be honest, and especially an honest intellectual person, you have to deal with him claiming this great power, claiming to be God over and over again, so much so that multiple times as people were trying to kill him. And they got mad. And even his own followers left him with some of the hard teachings. We looked at that a few weeks ago when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You must eat my flesh, drink my blood. And it says even his own followers left him. And then he said to Peter, are you guys going to leave too? He says, well, where else can we go? We, we've come to see that you're the only one that can really fulfill my soul. You're the only one that can truly forgive my sins. And today as we see the good shepherd, you're the only one who has laid down your life, who is capable of saving me, and it's you that has done it. So Jesus first claims to be the light of the world, then the bread of life, and then last week, thanks uh, Pastor Haupt for sharing about Jesus saying, I am the door of the sheep pen, the only way in. Yes, Jesus makes an exclusive claim, and he makes more of those as well. But his arms are, are stretched wide open on the cross to, to welcome you in. Well, today, he says, I am the good shepherd. What does that mean? Now, I'm guessing... It's not foreign to you and that you, uh, many of you know, as we just sang, Psalm 23, David saying, the Lord is my shepherd. But how many of us have actually seen a real live shepherd doing their shepherding? It's not part of our life here. It's, it's pretty foreign. It, it's one of those things that, that remind me that the Bible was written for us but two other people originally. And so it was written at a different time in a different language, and we have to kind of learn and, and translate a bit to find out what does it mean when God says, I'm a shepherd. It's something we don't know uh, as much about. But it is probably the most dominant image or picture that God talks about throughout the Bible for his relationship with his people. God says, I, I will be your shepherd, you will be my sheep, I will, I will lead you, I will take care of you. And guess what? The other peoples in the ancient world did not have, say anything about that with any of their gods, uh, no similarities at all. The Egyptians thought shepherding was, uh, was gross and wanted nothing to do with it, it was less than. And so many people thought shepherds were kind of lower, uh, and God says, no, 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 that tells us something about who I am and who you are. Shepherds care for, know, and love their sheep, and sheep have to trust. So let's get into that. Jesus says, and I'm going to zero in on just a few verses. In John 10, and it's obviously in your bulletin as well, verse 14, Jesus says, For the 
few different times. He said it already. Here he says it again. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. My own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. That's actually about you and me. I must bring them also, and they listen to my voice. And there will be one flock, one shepherd. So we're going to learn a couple of things about good shepherds and a couple of things about good sheep. What does it mean to be a good shepherd, or what does a good shepherd do, and what does it mean to be a good sheep? Because, well, that's what God calls us. And so uh, it, it is, as I said, the most used metaphor, image of how God talks about his relationship to his people. And I wonder, uh, some of you might have known this, before the cross was the dominant image uh, used for anything Christian put on uh, on, in churches, all sorts of things. Guess what the earliest forms of art found depicting Jesus depict? They depict Jesus as the good shepherd. Now that's fascinating to think about. Now it doesn't mean Christians thought that the cross wasn't the most important thing Jesus did. In part it was. Early uh, in 2nd century through 6th century in Rome, in the catacombs uh, where there was persecution, they could paint or depict or put a mosaic of Good Shepherd, and it was a little cryptic, so you could be like, oh, it's just, uh, it's nothing, what is it? You know, you could, you could a little pass it off, whereas the cross was very, very obvious what they're referring to. But found for the first five, six centuries, Christians would make art and, and help them pray and, and think about Jesus as the good shepherd. And what does the good shepherd do? Verse 14, we've sung it in hymns and read it a few times already. I'm the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. If this is familiar, press pause, try to step outside of yourself and hear it for the first time. Jesus makes a claim to a sheep, to you and me. Calls you his own. And he says, I know my own. However unknown you might feel or have felt in a job you worked or a class you were in or a place where you weren't cared for, Jesus knows. Jesus knows you. He knows your name. He knows your birthday. He knows how many hair you have and how many hair you had five years ago. He knows your fears. He knows, he knows all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows. You can't hide anything from Jesus. And he wants you. Can you try to hear that for the, the first time? How is that possible? Jesus knows you better than you know yourself, knows all of the things you would want to hide from other people because we want to put the best version of ourselves forward, especially if we want somebody to hire us or to like us. And Jesus sees through all of the charades, all of the facades we can put up. Jesus sees through all of it. I know my own. And I laid down my life for the sheep. So first, what do good shepherds do? Good shepherd knows. The good shepherd knows his sheep. And then I'm already into the second one. The second is this. 
14, 15, just those few verses. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own. My own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. And then skipping to the end of the section, he says, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I've read that at countless funerals because it is a great comfort in life and in death. What do good shepherds do? First, good shepherds know. A shepherd knows his sheep, knows his flock. They know their voice. Jesus says that. But not only that, a good shepherd protects. As Jesus said, I'm the door. I I protect, keep wolves out. That is, Jesus' claim is to protect his sheep, you and me, from evil. And yes, that means we have to believe that evil is, is real. And there is a real enemy of God that wants to distract us and pull us away from him. And guess what? Sheep are known to do is wander and, and follow each other and not listen to their shepherd. And what does it say Jesus does? He protects. Good shepherds know and good shepherds protect. And what greater way of protecting sheep, you and me, from evil is that he lays down his life. He dies for his sheep. When we say God is love, that's what we mean. We don't mean uh, fuzzy harps and clouds of heaven. We see a rugged, wild, strong shepherd who lays his life down by being hung on a cross for you and me to show his depth of his love for you. Now, when a good shepherd protects his sheep, that also means something about the sheep. Another hymn verse says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. What does that say about sheep? Well, some of you are probably aware sheep are known for being what? Dumb. Interestingly, I found I have some good news and some bad news on this. The good news is, uh, digging around this week, I found that there's been some more modern research into the intellect of sheep to see about the long-standing perception. And truthfully, some researchers at uh, Cambridge University in England did a number of things, and they found that sheep's intellect is actually quite high and quite higher than previously thought. And they can recognize and remember for two years somewhere like 50 other sheep faces, which they all look the same, right? They can, they can recognize and know 50 other sheep faces and a number of humans, people as well. And a number of other things. So they're actually a lot smarter than, than previously thought. Now, that's the good news. What's the bad news? Well, the, they act in a way that they, makes them look dumb. That's the bad news, right? If, if Jesus calls us sheep. And how do they do that? Well, they follow the person in front of them. And you can find modern, in the last handful of years, stories of sheep jumping off a cliff because the one in front of them did. And sheep following another doing, uh, oh man, well, that's what, that's what they did, I'll follow them. So here's the thing about sheep. They're not stupid. They're just helpless without a shepherd. Now that hits home for me, right? Okay, we, we humans think, we think we're pretty smart, and God has put uh, a lot of brains and a lot of people in, in, his, in his humanity and has given us capabilities to do great good and great harm, unfortunately. And I'd like to think we're not dumb. But at the same 
time we're capable of wandering and, and mistreating and, and not trusting. Yeah, it's probably true of me that sheep aren't dumb. They're just helpless without a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. And they need a shepherd who will look out for their best interest, who will care for them, who will uh, protect them, who knows them. And some of you that have raised farm animals know that they are capable of knowing the voice of their shepherd, their owner, and responding to that and not to, to others. So good shepherds, three things, what do they do? They, they know Good shepherd knows you, protects, lays down his life to protect you from evil, to save you, because you can't save yourself, to forgive you. And three, the good shepherd guides. Sheep have to wake up every single day and do one thing, trust the shepherd. Where are we going to get food? Shepherd will lead you. Where are you going to get water? Shepherd will lead you. And it's the shepherd's job to know that uh, in the winter months, you need to be not more than this many miles away from a water source, or in the summer months, and where's the water source, and where's food? That's the shepherd's job to wonder about all those details and figure them out, and sheep can wake up and trust. And so, verse 16 says, I have other sheep not of this fold. By the way, that's Jesus talking about us. He's talking to his disciples, the Jewish people, that he is the Jewish Messiah fulfilling the Jewish scriptures. Then he's saying, there's others. My kingdom is going to be for all nations. I want my temple to be a house of prayer for all nations, all people. He's talking about you and me, or at least uh, I'm a non-Jewish person, Gentile. He's talking about us coming to know Jesus. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. There'll be one flock and one shepherd. So good shepherds do what? They know their sheep, they protect their sheep, and they guide them daily to food, to water. So that's good shepherds. What about good sheep? Well, I already, I already said it. Good sheep have one job, and that is to trust the shepherd. That's it. Wake up each day and say, uh, Okay, the shepherd will lead me to, to food, to water. The good shepherd will protect me from evil. From, now, does that mean hardship won't happen? No. But the worst that can happen being separated from God, you are protected from evil. So good shepherd knows, protects, and guides. And good sheep, well, they trust. And guess what? That's pretty hard. How many times do we say, well, Jesus, I think I know better what should happen in my life. Or I think I know better what is right for me or for others and wrong. And Jesus, I think, uh, I, think I could be a decent job as the shepherd. I'm not so sure I want to be the sheep here. We trust can you trust your good shepherd who has proven every bit of that and earned every bit of your trust by doing what you cannot do for yourself, that is protecting and saving you from evil, dying in your place? And he says, listen to my voice. Listen and follow. Trust. Your good shepherd knows you, protects you, saves you, and guides you. 
and in the story, Jesus says, it's the wolves. And there are many in our lives and our culture that would want to take us away, distract us, give us other ideas of what, what's really good for us. Jesus says, no, I, will, I want to protect you from those as I guide you. And good sheep simply trust. So fellow good sheep made good by the good shepherd, you can trust your good shepherd. You can trust him when he leads you on seemingly winding paths that seem like they're not the right way your life should go. Or going in circles. Or You can trust. Good sheep made good by their good shepherd can trust when your life doesn't necessarily make sense. Because you have a good shepherd who leads you. Leads you to his word. Leads you to his table where we daily are fed and given water. You can trust him. Let's pray.